Welcome to the Friday version of the Daily Walk once again, and we are in Jude. Jude is a one-chapter book. It's a little longer than the John, 1 John 3, 1 John 2, and it emphasizes false teachers. Jude is really concerned with people who are... Talking the talk, but not walking the walk, which makes me, I'm your host, Wayne Clevenger, very uh, pleased that I am a part of a denomination that really wants us to not just talk the talk, but walk the walk. And, you know, I get in conversations with people that say, hey, what's the difference between Nazarene and you know, this denomination or this non-denomination. And, you know, there's minimal because, like, we were birthed out of the Methodist movement with John Wesley back in the day. Um, We were the Pentecostal Church of the Nazarene early in our life. The thing that, you know, there's this thing called entire sanctification that my friend Dan Bohai spoke of really highly and and in a super good way Tuesday in our meeting Tuesday, uh, which I would highly recommend seeing. That kind of is a different thing that we look at. But the real thing is we want our people, the believers in Christ, I'm not even going to say our people, we, we want the people who Talk the talk to walk the walk. And really, that's what Jude is writing about here today. Is look, if if you claim to be in Jesus, then you need to be in Jesus, you know? And Jesus said that, I think it was in John 14, 12. And I might have that transposed. But he said, if you love me, obey my commandments. There's no hollow ground in there there's no variance there's no i mean if you love me obey my i mean see here's the thing we hear obey and we we get that carnal nature in us that says nobody's gonna tell me what to do and that's you know a few days ago i went into that whole obey thing where if we backtrack that word and we go to the root of the word in the in the greek or the hebrew and we look it up, it means, really means to follow, to go along with. So if we look at that, if you obey me, then go along with me. If you go, if you obey me, then follow me. You know, that goes clear back to the leading disciples of when Jesus walked the earth. And he's calling people to walk with him. 
And I, the first thing I think is Matthew, you know, the, the despised tax collector. Follow me. And, of course, he's tired of his life, so he says yes, and he follows him. You know, um, Peter, James, and John, I will make you fishers of men. Come follow me. You know, so it's really, if you love me, follow me. If you love me and you're tired of your life as it is, follow me. Come along with me. And if if that doesn't help us see it in a new light, you know, then then we're really into our own light anyway. And so Jude is... Uh, the half-brother of of Jesus, the brother of James, who is also a half-brother of Jesus. And, you know, and I was interested when I read that because I'm like half-brother. But you got to think about that. Mary is their mother and Joseph is their father, which, you know, yeah, that's Jesus... Mary and Joseph are his earthly father, Jesus's. But Jesus is only going to have half-brothers and sisters because his real father is the Father God. So he's not going to have whole-blooded siblings because there is no other one like Jesus. He's the anointed one, the Messiah. So, you know, that kind of makes sense because we look at you know, we never used half in our family. We are either brothers or sisters. We don't use steps. We don't use, you know, my wife is a stepmom technically, but she is, we don't use step. You know, I have one daughter that it's a little different situation with her. And she's only as good, good as what she's been told. And that's another story you have to hear on my other podcast, The Reckoning. But we have never used step in our family. We've never used half. But at the same time, none of us are divine either. But at the same time, the Bible tells us to love each other as I have loved you. And we know that in the circle of love, we don't want any walls or barriers in our family lines just because of something that the kids never created. So we love them unconditionally just as Christ loves us unconditionally regardless of what barriers were created or anything like that. So the barriers are torn down. That's in Ephesians 2. Because of the cross, Jesus Christ tore down those barriers. And we are no longer separated by the hostilities of those things. So Jude is saying in this letter, we are going to live and walk the way we talk. So he's bringing that awareness to us. So he starts out saying, I'm writing to you who have been called by God, the Father who loves you and keeps you safe in the care of Jesus Christ. 
may God give you more and more mercy, peace, and love. And, you know, we want that, right? We want that. So he's like, I've been eagerly planning to write to you but about the salvation we share, but there's people amongst you that are ungodly. They're not walking what they talk. And so I want to remind you that though you've already known these things, Jesus first rescued the nation of Israel from Egypt and then later destroyed those who didn't remain faithful. So if we don't walk it, even though we're talking it, he might rescue you. You might claim salvation one day. Yeah, I've been saved, but if we're not living a saved life, we might even claim saved and sanctified, Holy Spirit-filled, but if we're not living that, it's not going to work with Jesus on day of judgment. And I remind you, the angels, here's this part, who did not stay within the limits of authority God gave them, but left the place they belonged, God kept them securely chained in prisons of darkness waiting for the great day of judgment. So when we fall from grace because of our own carnal nature, he waits for that day of judgment because if we're not walking what we're talking, God doesn't have anything to do with it. And then he says, remember Sodom and Gomorrah, you know, they were destroyed by fire for their sexual perversion. And so we have to walk what we talk. And so he reminds us, too, that even when we are the ones walking what we're talking, we have to be careful on how we speak to others. Because Michael, the, you know, Michael, the archangel, he was the mightiest of angels. He didn't dare accuse the devil of blasphemy, which, you know, He's the mightiest of angels. You know, Gabriel's the informant. Michael is the the uh, defender, so to speak, the, the one that was the warrior. And when he was facing Satan, he didn't, he didn't call him a blasphemer. He just said, the Lord rebuke you because that's not his place. See, it's not our place to cast judgment. And so we got to be careful on what we do with those who aren't walking the walk. And I always say, and you've heard me say this, if you follow the podcast, if mum's the word, the spirit's heard, and the work gets done, what do I mean? That means if we see it, that's when we got to start lifting them up in prayer. Now, we can't leave them in prayer positions of uh, authority, which is what Jude is saying here. You can't put them in those positions. You got you got to protect the people. And so, but we don't go around saying, well, you can't do this or you're doing that because even James writes about that. Paul writes about that. 
what we got to be doing is praying for them, praying that the Holy Spirit will work in them and bring them to right accord, right? Because they're like shameless shepherds who are only for themselves and like clouds blowing over the land without giving any rain, trees in autumn that are double dead for they bear no fruit and they've been pulled up by their roots. They're like wild waves of the sea churning up the foam of their shameful deeds. They're like wandering stars doomed forever to the blackest darkness. These people are grumblers and complainers living only to satisfy their desires. And they brag loudly, loudly about themselves and they flatter others to get what they want. So, you know, this isn't just leadership either. This is people who worship on Sunday. And, and this was talked about in one of the other books of the Bible in Paul's writings where we worship with this tongue and then we curse with the same tongue later. And so Jude is really encouraging us we got to walk the walk that we talk if we're talking it, we got to walk it, all right? Whether we're in leadership or we're just Christians because people see. And when we do that, we set, if we aren't doing that, I should say, then we're setting a bad example for what it means to be a follower of Christ. And when that happens, people don't want to be in the fold, and I know this for a fact because there was a guy that was being invited to church and he was actually being invited by someone who was not walking what they were talking. And the guy finally said to the man, the guy being invited said to the man that was not walking what he was talking, he says, if you go to church and this is the way you are when you're not at church, why do I want to go to that church? And I mean, that hit that guy right square between the eyes, and it really made him think about his example. It made him think about what he was like on the outside as much as the inside. And I'm telling you, he shared that with me, and the Lord spoke to him. And while he didn't quite get what it meant to be sanctified. He asked the Lord, sanctify me, holy Lord, because I cannot be that kind of example to the people. And he gave it all to Jesus. And he said, Lord, I don't want to be the flip-flopper. I don't want to be the one that is wandering about with no recourse. I don't want to be waves tossed in the sea. I don't want to be a double dead tree that bears no fruit and the roots are being pulled. And it changes his life. See, that's what I'm talking about. If we pray for those people, the Lord has a way of getting them and getting to them. He's put the right people in the right place. The Holy Spirit moves. Mums the word, the Spirit's heard, and the work gets done. And that was such an amazing moment to see the Lord work through him and just see it all come together. So we got to really put our trust in Jesus. Dear friends, build each other up 
in your most holy faith. Pray in the power of the Holy Spirit and await the mercy of the Lord. See, that's the thing. A lot of times we don't pray enough and we don't await the mercy of the Lord Jesus. Okay, because he's the one that'll bring us to eternal life. And in this way, we will keep ourselves safe in God's love. This is what Jude's writing. That's what we got to have, and that's what we really need to focus on. And man, in this time of Advent and Christmas, man, wouldn't it be awesome to just be encompassed in his love because we're praying and praying and praying. We got to show mercy to those whose faith is wavering. And the best way to show mercy is to love them anyway and to be praying over them, not be condemning of them. That's God's job. Remember, think of Gabriel, or sorry, Michael, the archangel Michael. Even he didn't condemn Satan. So why do we go around condemning people? <laughs> All right? Rescue others by snatching them from the flames of judgment. Show mercy on them by praying over them. Lord, have mercy on them. Lord, grab them from the clutches. You know, we have family members we're praying over. We have situations in our family that we're praying over. And we, while there's things we would like to say, you know, when we when we get ready to say, the Lord mutes us because he's like, that's not yours to say. I'm already working in that. Just pray. Can I say that again? That's not yours to say. I'm already working in that. Just pray. Man, if we would just live like that, Maybe there would be less offense in the church and more people would come to know the Lord. Wow, so good. So let's just praise the Lord. <laughs> you guys didn't need that today, did you? Well, we got to do that. Let's just Praise the Lord and thank him. So now all glory to God who's able to keep you from falling away and will bring you with great joy into his glorious presence without a single fault. All glory to him alone is God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord. All glory, majesty, power, and authority are his before all time and in the present and beyond all time. Amen. And that's how Jude closes today. If you're talking it, then let's be walking it. And, you know, there's nothing for us to say. God's already working, so let us just pray. Have a great Friday. We'll see you tomorrow, tomorrow as we venture into our final book, you guys have made it to the last book of the Bible, which is Revelation. Happy Friday. We'll see you tomorrow. Word of God speak, would you pour down like rain, washing my eyes.